Torgerson. We hate Michigan. Let me tell you, you're a smart guy. Got the Torg Torgerson. My favorite colors, scarlet and gray. Gan Elliot. Hello, Jerry. Remember when the G spot was a big thing? That it's impossible to find. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. This is the show. The show goes on. The game is away, but the bragging rights are coming home. It's the QFM 96 Beat Michigan Breakfast Club presented by Corona and White Claw. The party is live from Pastimes Crosswoods and cranked up by Jack Daniels, the Columbus VA, Renewal by Anderson, and White Castle. Here's Torg and Elliot. Or as I like to call it, the roast of Jerry Elliott. <laughs> but he decided to go neutral today. He wasn't going to wear oh, OSU. Yeah. I've been he wasn't hammered wear for a blue. month. Are you yeah. kidding me, you damn Buckeyes? Yeah. But he's wearing maize and blue You're panties. Lucky I'm here at all, Torg. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's hear your breakfast clubbers. OH! <laughs> OH! I think they're ready to party today. What do you right. think? I'm looking at my FanDuel app, and it says there'll be 47 over-unders on OHs at today's uh, <laughs> breakfast club. 47 on FanDuel. Hey, that's so going to be a big morning. A yes. big, big morning. Have you heard Fox Sports Joel Platt is coming on the show nice. a little bit later? Nice. I like it. Craig yeah. Krenzel. How about that, huh? How about that? Yeah, the and cowboy. Then tradition would dictate the Bourne Brothers. Yes. Yes. And Dad is Dad coming too? I, I invited Dad. I'm not. He's the. I don't have Mike's number. He's probably the smartest born brother. Okay. All or right. Dad. Right. Right. Born. Well, we'll take the brothers. Yes. I think Mike will probably show up. Hey, and uh, if you're, we're gonna play a little game later. Steal our signs, and we have some neon for you. And they're in the box. They're all brand new. But if you look at that Corona sign over by the front door. With the uh, state of Ohio silhouette underneath it, the Buckeye logo. Oh, I like that. How sweet is that? That is one of them, okay? Oh, boy, that's sweet. Tor- if you get that, Torg might have to buy it from you later. Yeah, that looks pretty expensive, yeah, that, that, though. That, I don't that looks that good, though. Money. Christmas is coming. Yeah. So- I might want to sell one of my kids for that. Like, have him do labor at your house for the day. Like, he's making Nikes. So, yeah, it'll yeah, be a Rent out your kid for the holidays. Absolutely. If for people don't that don't kid. have grandchildren. And it'll yeah. be easy. It'll be fun. But uh, that's coming up at 720. There you go. And, you know, I like. You know it's a breakfast club because I got out of my car and the whiff of marijuana coming by, huh? <laughs> Someone was, who was smoking weed out there? <laughs> Six tables raise their hands. Nice. How about the guy in front here? He kind of looks like the Golden Bachelor. Actually, he does. There's yes. a, he's got a little Jerry Golden Bachelor in him. Oh. You silver fox, you. Yeah. Aww. The Golden Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Maybe you can do like uh, cameos as the fake Golden Bachelor. Charge like 25 bucks. He's charging 100 You charge 25 Yeah, call older women and romance them for 25 bucks. Think about it. Uh, news-wise yesterday, Torg, Buckeye News, Michigan News, what did you hear? Is any, did anything go down last minute? I noticed uh, Ryan Day was rather uh, tight-lipped as far as not giving any locker room material. But you always yeah. said, Torg, there's always something still to come down the pipe. Yeah, yeah. but nothing, no, nothing this week. Oh, nothing this everybody's week? good. All everybody right. everybody right. should good, be good for a couple Don't weeks. want to be surprised about anything. Yeah. Unless Ryan Day's brother starts another investigation... Oh, it's a joke. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a joke, folks. Ha- half the people believe that happened. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be a good time. I'm curious what Brandon Lang uh, thinks on that. I think the consensus is 
bet Ohio State with the points, but I don't know people are thinking outright or not. I think people are taking that three and a half, that half point, and kind of running with it. I'd right? be giving that all day. Yeah. You're not feeling confident, Jerry? I am confident. I oh, you it, are? Really? I, yeah. I, I think Michigan's going to win by double digits. All right. I'd bet with you, but you never pay up. I like a 35-17, a 28-13, something in there. Boo! Oh, Jerry, boo! Someone pass him in the bathroom. Let's go, blue! Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're just getting going here. So I uh, want to get everybody settled down, order those white claws or Coronas. And Christy, you need a white claw. Oh, I know. I know. You're a little right. empty. Get, okay. you, get your coffee and get someone get Never. Christy a white claw. You want to <laughs> tell your story. Oh, this morning? Yeah. Yeah, this morning. So, of course. Well, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. So we're smart, okay? Thank you, Mater, for getting the lift and for us. In bed early last 7, 7 o'clock. Wow. She was in bed at 7. 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, 7.30, finally, you know, uh, drift off to sleep. Get up at 3, knowing that, you know, Mater got the lift for us at uh, 4.45 this morning. Mater and Miss Vicky come about 4.35. So you got your ride coming at 4.30. Yep, and of course, he doesn't come empty-handed. He's got a bottle of Echo Damani Pinot Grigio. And then, before we know it, our Uber driver, our Lyft driver, was already there. And he goes, well, damn, we've got this Echo Damani. We got a So four very tall glasses. We chug it down. At, at 4.30 a.m. Four and a half minutes, and into the lift we go, and here we are. Wow. Happy Wednesday. Happy Breakfast Club, everybody. A fresh bottle of wine at 4. <laughs> 30 a.m. Wow. Oh, my. Mama raised him big, didn't raise you him big. You are a warrior. <laughs> wow. We'll, we'll uh, have to get Christy round two, and we'll do a little Michael Evans replay next. Here are your hot five cuts for our Beat Michigan Breakfast Club. Cut number one, Ryan Day this week talking about the game. Yeah, well, it's it's like that every year, right? I mean, this is this game comes, comes uh, every year. And this is how you're evaluated. We know that. And, you know, we've, we've learned a lot about, you know, what's gone on the last couple of years. And so we're going to be really prepared to play in this one. There's been a lot said over the last couple of years. Uh, there's been a lot going on the last few weeks, investigation and everything. You've taken the high road on the whole thing. Uh, and, and you're continuing to do that. Yeah. I don't think it does any good to comment on it right now. I think there'll be a time and place for that. Uh, what matters is this game and getting our guys prepared to go win it. Yeah, and that was on the coaches' show, Dom Tiberi. So calming, Ryan Day. Yeah. So in control. Unless Lou Holtz is there. Unless. <laughs> Lou Holtz. All right, clip number two from Pastimes for your Hot Five this morning. Uh, that was Ryan Day, of course. Here's Urban Meyer explaining what the rivalry meant when he coached here at OSU. The robbery game at Ohio State is the world. It's not a big week. It's not a big month. It's not a big game. It's a way of life. He has that tattooed, I think, on his back. He may very yes, well. Yes. <laughs> Cut number three here. Let's go back to 2013. Ohio State beating Michigan 42 to 41, but Michigan has the ball with 36 seconds left. Gardner, right side. It's intercepted. Ohio State intercepts it. Thomas Powell saves the season. That was a good one. That sure was. I was at that one. Whoo, what a game. 
Drinking Jack Daniels and Sea Deck. It's 1977 again. <laughs> All right, number four, uh, OSU uh, beat Ohio State, or I'm sorry, OSU beat Michigan 14 to nine. I had to borrow glasses. I lost my eyeglasses this morning. And uh, yeah, Mater was kind enough. So they're a little smeary. They're made with hemp, though. Will Allen intercepted uh, John Navarre, and here we go. Listen up. Fires in zone, intercepted. Let's party, Columbus. Their 29th Big Ten championship, and it is huge as Maurice Claret, Jim Trussell, and the Buckeyes were ahead to Arizona where they'll play for all the Tostitos. That was 2002, by the yes, way. Yes, 2002. Yeah. Well, they well, won it all that year, right? They did. They beat Miami. 2006, number one versus number two. Tied at seven. Unique last of the Second and four. And a spinning move, breaking free, headed for the end zone. Chris Wells. 52 yards. From that point on, Michigan never tied it or led after that touchdown. You look final, at these finals. 39 Yeah, you look at these final scores. 42-39, 41 I mean, my gosh, I don't know what the over-under is this weekend. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. The last but, two. Look at how many Michigan scored the last two games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, Brandon Lang Hill now. What is it? Rich? 46. 46, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I'd probably take the over in this one, huh? I think so. That's a, And that is your Beat Michigan Hot 5. Your Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic on this Wednesday morning. Still looking good. Traffic is starting to build. People heading out of town for the Thanksgiving holiday. But we are accident-free and no major slowdowns thus far. And it's brought to you by Dream Seats, a total ticket source. Football is back. Dream Seats has you covered. Ohio State, Bengals, Browns, they've got it all. No service fees ever. Just call 340-8989 or go to dreamseats.com. News is brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. Hey, this year, give them what they really, really, really want. And that's a gift card to Borgata Pizza in Worthington with New York-style pizza, homemade Italian specialties. Your holiday season just got a little tastier. Borgata Pizza, Dublin Granville Road in Worthington. Well, we all know this coming Saturday, undefeated Buckeyes, undefeated Wolverines, monster rivalry game, and Columbus's Saucy Brew Works there on 3rd Avenue is ready for the big game. They're releasing a Michigan version of their Stealing Signs beer. <laughs> you see the can, it's yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it is great. So the company originally developed the double dry hopped hazy pale ale to honor the Houston Astros, but all the sign-stealing stuff that Michigan has been messing with uh, was enough to inspire Saucy Brew Works to slap another label on their beer to give us Buckeye fans, OH, just one Whoa. more, one more thing to be very excited for this weekend. I think Saucy's out of Cleveland. Uh, but, but they got, yes, they got a brew yes, here yes, in they're Columbus. all over the state. Okay, so yeah. they're Ohio-based, but yeah. Uh, so we all know what today is. It's Wednesday, but you also know what the nickname for today is, don't you? Drinksgiving, because it's the most popular day of the year to imbibe in adult beverages, because a lot of folks, we don't have to work tomorrow. 
others catching with old friends while they visit from town. And as we roll through Drinksgiving and the holidays, of course, we want everyone to have fun and be safe. Be careful. Plenty of people making poor decisions. That's why we lifted here today. So we want you here when we come back on Monday. How about that? And I'm really not sure who needs to hear this. Scientists have now issued a warning when it comes to the use of sex toys. Now, some studies have revealed that toys are adding to the number of dangerous plastics that are in our bodies. Those microplastic particles can then be ingested and absorbed into the bloodstream, potentially causing what they call metabolic disorders like diabetes. My vibrator's going to cause diabetes? Uh-oh. No. You're toxic. In addition, uh, they've been linked to disrupted immune responses <laughs> and nervous system damage. Can't we have any fun anymore? Uh, the good news, however, is that if you die, at least you'll die with a smile on your face. So that's always a good Did thing. Did you see the video that went viral yesterday of the girl sitting in college class, and she's got a vibrator, and she's just working it on her neck like she doesn't know what it is? She's trying to work and out the kinks. Everybody with and one of her fellow students and this girl's just standing there and she's got it on her neck and on her <laughs> cheek and stuff. And it's it's not it's penal like. It's not, you know the only time a dead I, ringer, let's just say. That would be the only time I would enjoy Steely Dan. Uh, yes, right, right. <laughs> not a fan of the band, but something else. So there you go. All right, we'll play a couple here and then we'll talk to Brandon Lang, see what he likes in the game next. Brandon Lang's Picks, powered by the Torg and Elliott Tailgater, now available at Junkyard Dogs in Linworth. Don't show up on Lane Avenue empty-handed. Junkyarddogs.com. The website's BrandonLang.com, and we're going to get to his Ohio State-Michigan pick. And remember, he's on in Columbus. I'm just reminding him there. But before we do that, and and my finger's on the off button, too. Um, Before we do that, Brandon, uh, we have three games on Thanksgiving. You want to touch on them? Sure. All right, we got Lions hosting the Packers. Now, the Lions haven't won since 2016 at home during Thanksgiving and they're minus seven and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Packers here. Um plus the point. I don't think Green Bay can win the game. Um you know, Detroit's in that area where we saw last week they did you know, listen, they should have blew the Bears out by five touchdowns and four turnovers and just divisional game laying more than a touchdown is a weird thing. They showed you last week. They couldn't cover it. They couldn't do it. They're lethargic. They're whatever. They're eight and two. We get it. But now you're asking them to lay numbers that they're normally not used to laying. Feisty Green Bay last week. Nice one over the Chargers. I just think it's too many. Yeah, I'm wondering when Chargers, they got the worst coach in the league. I don't know why he's still employed. I said it on your show multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Guys stealing money, call 9-1, have someone arrested in L.A. Hey, uh, Dallas, I th- I really love how Dallas plays against bad teams. It seems like they destroy them, and they're at home minus 10.5 against Wash. What is Wash to do? You lose to the Giants, Danny DeVito. Hey, the Giants whip up on Washington, but I still I, I like Dallas in this one. Didn't I say on your show – that the NFL is like just so weird that the Giants will lose by 32 and then they'll go into Washington and cover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said it. It's a weird dy- dynamic that, you know, in, in some cases a double-digit divisional dog, um, which were the Giants were, 
But, and I know this is a big rivalry, I get it, but I just don't think you can go against this Dallas team right now at home. You look at them at home this year, Jets by 20, New England by 35, the Rams by 23, the Giants by 32. I know it's a rivalry, and I know historically that they play each other tough, but based on those numbers and how Dallas is playing at home, right side of the game is Dallas. Yeah. Uh, Seattle 49ers. Seattle hosting the 49ers is a late one. I think uh, Seattle's plus six and a half. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I would take them. You know, you look at how feisty they've been. Um, sure, they come off that loss against the Rams, which is giving you some value here. But they figured out a way to beat Washington at home. They figured out a way to beat Cleveland at home. They figured out a way to beat Arizona at home. They figured out a way to beat Carolina at home. Their only loss was to the Rams, which we just found out. They just can't beat the Rams. They can't. The Rams own them for whatever reason. But they're feisty at home, big, juicy Thursday night home dog, all leaning towards the points. There's your three-game parlay, Packers, Dallas, and Seattle. And now we move BrandonLang.com to Saturday. Woo-wee. Needless to say, uh, fever's running rather high here. I Listen, I said last week that this was the time that – I said they'd cover the game against Minnesota, did I not? Yes, you did. I said, this is, you know, they early on in the year, they struggle, blah, 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 blah. And then late in the year, here they come. And you saw some chinks in the armor with Michigan last week. I just think that, you know, Michigan with, with this assistant coach, who I think is a little bit in over his head. Um, at worst, I think it's a field goal game. And I think the Buckeyes go in here and, and cover this number. Wouldn't surprise me if they shot the world, win the game outright. Karma is a bitch in life. And eventually it catches up to you. And with Harbaugh and Michigan, listen, they got their big win last year. Congrats, Jim. Good job. Uh-uh. I think the Buckeyes are the better team. I agree. A hundred percent. I don't think I've ever been more confident in the game. Hey, uh, rivalry week, Oregon minus 13 and a half. <laughs> You've against, never been more confident. No, never been more confident wow. in the game. Okay. Never, ever. Oregon State, Oregon State plus 13 and a half against Oregon. You know, it's funny. Um, I've lost three games the last three days. The first two, Saturday and Sunday, I had Oregon State over Washington. Game was decided by a safety. Um, Sunday, I had the Lions minus seven and a half. And when Hutchinson sacked him, and the ball is rolling in the end zone, and they're up three. Right. I'm like, I'm going to get the cover. And if you watch the play, the lineman for the Bears doesn't even know where the ball is. And it rolls in front of him, and before kicks Hutchinson it. can dive on it, he kicks it in the end zone. But he didn't even have to – it just kind of rolled in front of him as he was taking a step. And then last night with Kelsey, the fumble as they're going up 10, and you just scratch your head and go, God, you know those last three days I should be 3-0, and and now I'm 0-3. You watch Oregon State go in there and cover the number. They, 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 they were actually, as crazy as it sounds, they were the better team against Washington. But the weather didn't help them at all, and, and their, de- their defense held Washington to 21 <coughs> points, and they couldn't win. You watch. They'll cover that. They'll, they'll cover that in a rivalry game. Hey, you know who crushed it last week? Another rivalry game. I just love how they're playing. They're on the road, but Arizona minus 11 against Arizona State. Arizona State's trash. It's unreal. It, it, it's unreal how good that team's playing. But now with that being said, as bad as Arizona State is, they still went into UCLA and beat them. Now, granted, they went into Utah and got absolutely drilled, 
but you're getting double digits in a rivalry game and a huge letdown situation. I get it. Listen, the whole world's on Arizona. I think 80% of the public money is on Arizona. And they should go in there and absolutely batter this team. But, guys, I'm just telling you, it's weird. I, listen, Arizona's the right side of the game, but I'm just telling you, watch that game. You'll be going, wow, Arizona's playing them tough. And you're like, well, here's these rivalry games. Yeah, hey, real quick, uh, Nebraska and Iowa, do you have 26 and a half? Do you still ride that under? People are riding the under with Iowa like crazy. Every single week. And I think right now, last time I checked, that line was, wasn't like Nebraska minus two and a half. Yeah. Guys, they got no quarterback. They, they Guys, I, I, I don't know how Iowa's getting points here at nine and two. I just, I don't know how Nebraska's going to score against the Iowa defense. I, I just don't. I think Iowa plus the two and a half is the way to go. And the under? And the under. And hey. the under. Hey, so Sunday, let's just do the two uh, the local That's game. Great. Steelers fire Mike uh, Canada. They're minus one at Cincy, and Cincy playing Jake Browning. Yeah, this is a this is a situation where the the, the Steelers will probably bounce back. Um, that loss, losing Joe Burrow, setting at five and five, you kind of get the feeling that it's put put a fork in Cincy. They're done. Yeah, and then the Browns plus two and a half against the Broncos, who've been playing a little better. They stole yeah, that they one have. against Minnesota. Listen, it's a, it's another another point spreads thirty five. I mean, I think you have to play the under. I think I said under Pittsburgh Cleveland last week. Yeah, dead nuts under came in. I think Denver's defense with the way they're playing. I think you play under. I think that game goes under the post total thirty five and a half. Awesome. The website brandonlang.com. All right, we'll talk to you next week with a Buckeye victory. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Thanks guys. <laughs> All yeah. right, pastimes. You ready? We ready? Oh, Buckeyes! Coronas are going down good. Uh, easy. And, but, by and the, the way, White Claw's tasty, too. Yeah, got to thank uh, White Castle. There are still a White Castle breakfast sandwiches if you want seconds. And by looking at the crowd, you probably do. Because we always say it's important. Build yes. a base. And nothing builds a base better or absorbs things better than White Castle. So there you go. Off the air, we thanked Radio City. Want to thank them on the air for a great year. Yeah, this is officially their last gear. Nikki, you guys just hit it out of the park for every gig you did for us. They have carried the torch so God bless so you, man. Proudly. Radio City Rocks. So we love rock. you guys. Long time. Rich is your, me time. and Rich are your groupies. We show up and carry the equipment. And uh, as I look out over the crowd at Torgers, how about the gal dressed as a cheerleader here? That's kind of hot. Mm. Where, where's the... Oh, my God. My up. eyes stand are up. so yeah, bad. Stand up. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Oh, my oh. Yeah. Look at you. Something's someone, wrong with me when it takes me an hour and a half. Someone drops something. They're wanting you to pick now, it up. Now, so. 20 years ago, we'd have had a prize for you, but you'd yeah. have had skin to win. Remember, we can bring it back. Remember no. those days? Yeah. The old breakfast clubbers? Yeah. We, yeah, we can't do that anymore. Well, sometimes they do throwbacks. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our program director, Mike Dorsey, is in front of the stage, and we are going to play. Dorsey! We're going to play a little uh, Steal Our Sign contest. Mike, you got four down there. Is that correct? Yeah, let's thank real quick College Traditions for bringing in prizes. We got one neon Corona sign, one neon White Claw sign, and then two regular OSU wall signs. Very cool. Very cool. So want to thank Corona, want to thank White Claw, and want to thank College Traditions. All right, now of the four contestants, what's the first one's name here, Michael? Emily. Emily, how are you? Good, thanks for coming out. Number two. Is this your first time, Emily? Here? 
Yeah. No, no, no. With well, that's us. Kind of, that's with kind us. of a personal question. No, at the, at the <laughs> breakfast club. With well, us. Live, yes. Yes, that's what I was getting Well, to. thank you for that. Jeez, you guys are so perverted. Yeah, right? cool. just, geez, I know. Torg's just trying to play it straight, yes. Christy. All right, now this guy, what, what is your name, sir? Uh, John Lyam. All right, He's now, our guy. Now, John, where does somebody come up? Where did you get that helmet? Because I think a lot of people here are going to want that. That is crazy cool. Well, it all started with uh, several bush lights and... Uh, Oh, you made that? Well, no, he does that. Remember we talked to him a couple years ago at Kemba? He makes those helmets. He, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So it started with a couple of bush lights, yes. okay? And then all of a sudden, it came to you. It all but, started with NASCAR. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But he's got the LED that's QFM 96 Beat Michigan Breakfast Club. It's scrolling across. The front of the this helmet. this is your third one, right? This is yes. your third helmet. Yeah. Yes. And you can make the thing spin. Yeah, I what mean, do you call that little thing on top? That, yeah. the, the <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you just hit something in your pants to make it spin? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the first one's yeah. at the Woody Hayes, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yes. When he gets excited, his helmet spins. <laughs> faster. Me a too. Lot faster. Me too. Yeah. Faster, slower. It's so faster, solar power. Slower. Well, thanks yes. for coming out. We appreciate it. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Love him, we'll, Amy. we'll take care of your wife, pal. <laughs> and I'm calling. Colin? All right, Colin, yeah. you're anchoring the end there. All right, now. for some reason, we can hear them and they can't hear us. There's a sound issue going on. You got to put with your the wireless? On. They're working on it. Okay, okay they're, they're working, working on it. That's all right. Okay, we're it's working okay. on it. Seal our signs in for that Corona sign, that Buckeye sign. That's the one right over here on the wall. That's it's beautiful. A, a duplicate, of course, but it's uh, very... How cool would that look in your man cave, right? Just great. Or she shed. Thank you. Or I'm so, Thank shed. you, ladies. Yes. I'm looking out for you. Emily. Mm -hmm. Amy. All right. <laughs> All right, this is how it's going to work here. You guys, we have signs, and you're going to show the audience which sign you think we have. Simple enough? So, so you hold up your sign, and you decide which one of the three of us might have that sign, okay? Okay. Emily here? Are you going to start with Torg's sign? Oh, no, no, no. They or, have their sign picked up, right? Should they show the audience? Like you what they, For me. They're guessing yours. Yes, yes. they're guessing mine. So guess which one Torg. So one? hold it up to the audience of which one I have. Okay, so what is it? All right. And this Torch, is what I have. Yours. The Booger Eater. Oh! The Booger Eater, Amy. I was, very one. I was very close to the short, shirtless Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> very close. <laughs> All right. All right, so now go, come to me. All right, so now hold up what you think, uh, which sign that I have. Okay. And there's no wine bottles, we should say. <laughs> it's a Damn. vineyard. I know. Yeah, it's a vineyard. Okay, Ernest so what do we got holding Gallo. on? You want me to hold up my son? Okay, not surprising. I did the shirtless Jim Harbaugh. Oh. He's two for two. two yeah, two. two for two. Amy, Amy. And I think mine might be kind of easy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what sign am I going to hold up, y'all? <laughs> and they all pick the panties. Panties. Yes. Panties. Collins our winner. Scarlet panties. Mm. Collins the winner.
Colin's the winner. Then we'll have runner-up. Do we have a runner-up? Yeah, it's Amy. Amy's Amy. the runner-up. Awesome. We got prizes for everybody. Hey, everybody gets away empty-handed. We're like Oprah. Everybody gets a prize, but Colin gets to pick. Thanks for playing, and we'll talk to the guy in the booth calling the game Saturday. Yeah, this is a big guest, guys, coming yep. up. Joel Klatt joins us next. It's Beat Michigan Week, calling the game, OSU and Maserati. Marvin running all over Michigan. Head analyst at Fox, Joel Klatt, joins us. want to thank Hampton by Hilton as well. Joel, what's up, man? Good morning, Joel. How are you guys doing? What's going on? Good. Well, as you can imagine, Columbus at a fever pitch, and it's so odd living in Col- – I'm a Wolverine. Torg's the Buckeye. It's uh... I wear deodorant. He doesn't. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like – Elliot, what are you what are you doing, man? Yeah, it's it's a long this week. It's a long story there. Now let me ask you this: We could let's put all the Harbaugh stuff aside. Let me just begin with: Does the loser on Saturday get CFP consideration, given that they won't even be in a title game? I don't see how they can. I think a lot would have to transpire, you know, in 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 that regard. If you're just playing it out in your head, I, I believe that if if you could get Oregon State to beat Oregon this week. If you could have Florida State lose a game, you need Georgia to win out. You would need Texas to lose a game. Now you're in a position where you would probably be in an argument, um, and then you would need Oregon to beat Washington. I think that you could probably win an argument in, in that regard, but it would be close. There's a path, but it's very small, and you would need a lot of chaos to ensue. So in Better better just win this game and, and ensure that you have a chance to be an undefeated sure. Big Ten champ. So what he's saying, Jerry, is when him and Gus are calling the Big Ten title game, you guys aren't going to be in it. So you have no shot. See what That's I put just, a, It's I'm every just, day, I'm Joe. Just it's nice. every day. I'm just being nice. Hey, Joe, <laughs> though, about this game, though, you have Cal McCord playing a little better. Trevion Henderson is being the back every Buckeye fan was expecting now that he's healthy. Marvin Harrison against Minnesota not putting up big numbers, but he will on Saturday. It seems like the Buckeyes are peaking at the right time. I agree. I, I very much agree. And I think the, the the part that doesn't get talked about enough is is I think that the offensive line has developed and, and is playing their best football. Um, they're playing tougher in the interior, getting more movement, getting up to the second level. When I did their game against Maryland, I, you know, preparing for the game and then during the game, I just felt like they did a really poor job of getting to the second level, creating movement with double teams. And they're starting to do that now. And you see that when Henderson is healthy, and he certainly is, he has the ability to exploit even the smallest seams that the offensive line can create. That has produced a, a, a hell of an offensive you know, weapon and, and just overall attacking landscape for this offense. I, I really think that this team is peaking at their right time. Their defense continues to play incredibly well, not giving up the big play, which hurt them so badly a year ago. And now it comes down to Kyle McCord. And, yes, he has been playing well. And, listen, his productivity has been solid. But I think we all know when we watch this team that there's some things that are left on the table because of, of McCord in particular in the red zone. And I think his ability to be more efficient and more accurate in the red zone is going to be huge against this Michigan defense. It comes down to this for me. If Kyle McCord plays really well, the top end of what he can do and and fulfills his potential, 
Buckeyes are going to be really hard to beat, in particular with the way that we've seen Michigan struggle in areas over the last two weeks. Yeah, because I was just going to say, it's funny you bring it up, because when it comes offensively, I think Corum and Henderson, let's just say that's a push, it's going to come down to J.J. and McCord, and I think that's why the Wolverines have an edge. Well, they, J.J.'s been fantastic. He did not play well last week. Correct. And for the first time really all year. Um, but it's in there. And, and when you talk with coaches around the league on the defensive side, they will rave and rightly so, about J.J., his ability, and what he's done this year. He's more efficient. I think that he takes the easier throw more often, which puts pressure on the defense. Um, His legs and mobility is a problem. Part of the reason why I think he struggled against Maryland, to be honest with you, is that part of that mobility wasn't there. He's dealing with something, I don't know, an ankle, something going on, where he's not 100% healthy, and I think you saw the effects of that because – he, he was panicked at times in the pocket, didn't want to run out outside and, and stress that, that ankle, and so he made poor decisions because of that. The other aspect of this is that for the first time this year, they were in positions where they really had to throw the ball when they had to. And when that happened, their pass protection looked suspect at best. It looked suspect against Penn State, against that speed rush in the first two series, and then there yeah. were times that Maryland was able to take advantage of that as well. There's not a doubt in my mind that JT, Tui Moloau, Jack Sawyer, they're licking their chops to, to get into a situation where they feel like Michigan has to throw the football. And yeah. that interior of the Buckeye line has been fantastic all year. Does Marvin Harrison have to go over 150 to get in the Heisman race with Bo Nix and Coleman of Florida State? Yeah, I, like I don't, I don't think Coleman is 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 in the race. I, I think that the, it comes down to Penix at Washington. It comes down to Knicks at at Oregon, and I think Jalen Daniels is probably the backstop. A lot of people with his production, what he's been able to do, they're going to vote for him. Daniels is going to be second on a ton of ballots. So what ends up have, having to happen is that Marvin's going to need Penix to lose. He's going to need Bo Nix to lose again as well. I would I would imagine, and then he's going to need to go off. He's going to need to have one fifty, a couple of touchdowns and not only this game, but also the Big Ten championship game. And then at that point, I think he's going to get a lot of consideration. At this point, he can play himself to New York, uh, certainly, but to get consideration legitimately for the trophy, he's going to need some of those other guys to fall off, and then he's going to, con- con- going to continue to need to dominate. Uh, big noon on Fox this uh, Saturday, of course. Uh, Gus Johnson and our guest Joel Klatt this morning. Joel, how many are you ready for the sea? You must take a big vacation about mid-January or so. How many <laughs> weeks a year are you on the road, dude? Do you, do you get free rooms? Do you, <laughs> do you get no? Because he's well, he's a spo- I, spokesperson. One thing that I do know when I travel, and I travel a lot. Yeah, but guys, this is I'm on the road over a hundred nights a year, and that's outside of family travel. And so, one thing that I totally rely on is consistency. I think everyone can appreciate that. So if you're traveling for the holidays or, or at any point over the next month, what you want is, is you want to know what you're going to step into. And I have that with Hampton by Hilton, which is why I'm so happy to be partnered with them. When I travel those 100-plus nights, I get consistency. Consistency of location. They're everywhere I need to be. They constantly get it right as it relates to their friendly service, their spaces. I know that I'm going to get a comfortable bed, a nice fitness center, and then the big one for me is the breakfast. I have to have yeah. breakfast to function. I'm going to get that consistent hot breakfast. I can go down, get a waffle, get a hot cup of coffee. So if you're like me and you travel, 
all the time, you know that you can rely on Hampton by Hilton. If you're not like me and you don't travel all, all the time, let me tell you, you can rely on Hampton by he, Hilton. He's a pro, yeah, Tor. Did you hear know, that? Did hey, you hear That's how you do it. You, you know what? Here's I'm going to help him out here. I'm only three nights from getting a free room with my rewards membership. Just saying. I'm So I might have to go to the Big Ten title game and, so you're preaching and, and here. get in there. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Hey, uh, before we let you go, who's going to win? What do you think? Remember where you're on. You can lie. I'm not giving you a prediction. I, okay. I, I'm not going to do that. But I, I, but I will say this, that in the middle of the year, I was very concerned for Ohio State, and I was very confident in Michigan. That's flipped. After the last two weeks, very confident that I know what Ohio State can do, and I'm a bit concerned with Michigan and some of the injuries they're dealing with, in, in particular up front. And Harbaugh, because he doesn't call plays, is it a huge difference? I don't think it's a huge difference, in particular with Sharon being able to do it at Penn State, but I will tell you this. This is a different animal in this game and the pressure cooker of this game. Correct. And if you're just looking at who has the head coaching advantage on the field on Saturday, it has to be Ohio State, and it's got to be Ryan Day. Well, Joel, you and Gus do a great job, man. You call it even. I like the enthusiasm you guys bring. Great job, and thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you guys, uh, and hopefully we see you on, uh, on Saturday. Enjoy the week. Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic. Uh, watch for Columbus Police. They are blocking on eastbound Dublin Road right there at Souter Avenue. Right near 315, uh, they are reporting a multi-car accident. Not surprising we got some drizzle out there uh, causing a little bit of a slowdown. Also, that accident at 161 East after Hamilton Road has been cleared. Traffic brought to you by Dream Seats. Your total ticket source. Football is back. Dream Seats has you covered. No service fees ever. Ohio State. Bengals, Browns, they've got it all. Call 340-8989 or go to dreamseats.com. News is brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. This year, give them what they really want, a gift card to Borgata in Worthington. With New York-style pizza, homemade Italian specialties, and your holiday season got just a little tastier. Borgata Pizza, Dublin, Granville Road, and Worthington. Uh, having fun here, of course, at the Beat Mixture Breakfast Club. Want to give a shout-out to our friends at the Lion's Den, if you notice. All of you that are sitting at tables, you got a little vibrating gift bag from Lion's Den. Christy Thank you, will, Lion's Den. Christy will sign the first 93. You know what? I need stocking stuffers for my family, so I might have to buy those for you. And our friends at Bob Boyd, Columbus and Lancaster. Yeah, did you see the truck out front? Looking I did. Good. We Thank got a you, birthday. We got a birthday. She, she uh, made Buckeyes, right, and brought them in 29 today. 29. Happy birthday, girl. All right, so some uh, God, happy birthday to you. So some number crunchers at Google figured out that the worst times to travel this Thanksgiving weekend you want to avoid today between four and five in the afternoon. That's when Thanksgiving traffic is at its peak. Also, it makes a rush hour. Uh, if you can't leave until Thanksgiving Day, be sure to do so before noon or after four. Google says the hours between one and four on Thanksgiving Day are absolutely the worst. Cherry, you said your boy. Trying yeah, to fly in. Tried to fly in a day early and could not get out of uh, LaGuardia yesterday. So he'll be in just in time for the festivities. I would hope today okay. at some point he'll make it. Yeah, I'm meeting him at the bar later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, of course you are because Torg is his adoptive father. You know that. No, older uh, brother. Older Christy. brother. I'm yeah. sorry. Nick yeah. is. Older Nick brother. is. All right. So we, t we talked about how last week uh, Sammy Hagar announced his Van Halen tribute tour next summer. Going to make a stop at Riverbend August 27th, if I'm not mistaken. Do we have tickets for that? Today? Are we away? Yes, I think we do. We yes, do. we do. Yes. yes. Uh, that is uh, online registration. Yes. Oh, so, it's online. Okay. Of course, Joe Satri uh, Satriani is joining him from the circle. 
Uh, we got Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham, Alex Van Halen, David Lee Roth, however, they were welcome to join. Now, while he reportedly hasn't formally invited them, Roth did send a message to the Van Halen news deck saying, I'm ready to go, let's do this. So, Sammy wanted, uh, they wanted a comment from Sammy, but he has yet to hear back. Roth toured together with Sammy in 2002, but they never shared the stage together. The Best of Both Worlds tour with Loverboy opening starts July 13th in West Palm Beach, Florida. 28 dates through August 31st. Again, August 27th at Riverbend in Cincinnati. Uh, and then it'll be uh, St. Louis. That'll be their last stop. Jerry, so, you're right, because I saw that video, and they were talking about the beginning of Mean Street. Satriati just can't, can't it's duplicate it. It's right, no, right, right. I, it, it's hard to do what he, even though a lot of kids learn eruption and stuff like that, just doing what he did is. And, and then he, that's a tribute to Eddie. Yeah. That's off. That's how good he was. Exactly. And did you see the video of David Lee Roth with the Foo Fighters? Have you seen that circulating? No. Yeah, they're playing uh, Ain't Talking About Love and way better than David Lee has been in a few years. Now, he's not hitting all, well, but, but it's, it's better. Yeah. So maybe he's ready to go. It, it was then, really classy the way Sammy threw the invite out there, but then you wonder if privately was like, oh, he said yes. Well, um, yeah, like well, knowing maybe that's he won't why. say. So yeah. maybe they do the show, yeah. and then look who dropped, you know what I mean? And then David Lee comes out for the last then, three, Then maybe songs. that's why David Lee is now a little bit more uh, better with the idea. he doesn't have to carry the tour. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And it pays. Or co-headline. No. And, <laughs> and it pays. And hey, it pays. Hey, Torg, uh, you mentioned to us, when are you going hunting? When are you next going? Next weekend. Next weekend. Well, you know, in many states across the U.S., currently deer hunting season. For decades, hunters, what do they wear? They wear the blaze orange clothing and hats and gloves for safety. And so, if you go with Dick Cheney, wear neon. Like flashing lights. Actual <laughs> light. Yes. A neon sign that says, don't shoot me. Yes. Buckeye guy's helmet. Yes. yes. Wear that. So about a dozen states now allow hunters to wear hot pink. Now, reviews and popularity oh, so into it. of the new safety color have been mixed. Some guys like the new color because it's brighter and could be safer. Matches you can see. my belt. Uh, it is also, or your, or your pocketbook. <laughs> My socks. It's also a fun change of pace from the usual orange-colored uh, orange uh, clothing. But a lot of guys will not hunt while wearing pink because, well, pink is not perceived as a, as a macho I have an orange color. But I have orange vest, orange gloves. Pink okay. is pretty yeah. safe in the woods. It is. Yeah. And the, and the deers, they, you know... Colorblind, so it's not like they can see. <laughs> so you're wearing yeah. pink. Good point. It's not like the deer is dying and going, I got shot by a guy wearing pink. pink. <laughs> oh. Take away my deer card. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we got a great 8 o'clock hour for you. More giveaways. You having fun? Pastimes? Yeah, that's good. Huh? OH! OH! Here's some ZZ Top.
hate Michigan. Let me tell you, you're a smart guy. Got the Torg Torgerson. My favorite colors, scarlet and gray. Gan Elliot. Hello, Jerry. Oh, remember when the G spot was a big thing? That motherfucker is not real. It's impossible to find. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. This is the show. The show goes on! The game is away, but the bragging rights are coming home. It's the QFM 96 Beat Michigan Breakfast Club, presented by Corona and White Claw. The party is live from Pastimes Crosswoods and cranked up by Jack Daniels, the Columbus VA, Renewal by Anderson, and White Castle. Here's Torg and Elliot. Pastimes, how we doing? That's going pretty strong right now. And I want to give a quick shout-out, Torg, to the Columbus uh, VA over here, the Veterans uh, Administration. Go ahead and raise your hands if there's any veterans in the crowd and you have any questions, any concerns. Hook up with our vets over there against the wall, and uh, they'll take care of you. Thank you guys for coming. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks to all the sponsors. Who's got a corona, huh? They're going down pretty easy, huh? They are. Where's my White Claw, people? Yes. Yeah. The ladies love the White Claw. (laughs) Mater, put your hands down. I can kind of feel them. I can feel these. Can you feel these, Well, Uh, Not yet. I'm only on two. Okay, well, so is Jerry, but apparently Jerry's more of a lightweight than you are. He goes, I'm feeling them. No, that's three for him. They go down easy. Okay. (laughs) No, it's three. That's my third, and it's fresh. They go down pretty good, don't they? Yeah, Yeah. empty stomach, 6 a.m. My friends Matt and Jody from Grove, Tucky are down there. Yes. The Grove City. Jimmy and Kelly, where you at? Oh, yeah, this guy's a stud right here. Yeah? Yeah, this guy's a stud right here. (laughs) And you're going to be watching. I'm afraid to ask. You're uh, doing Thanksgiving in Grove City tomorrow, are you not? Yes. Christy, you'll be uh, at your mom's. Uh, No, mom, 88-year-old Marilyn. Oh, you're going to your sister. Yeah, she she passed the torch (laughs) for the first time in 57 years. Should have passed it to you. No, because I they all live in the same area. So. Oh, so okay. easier you fill the road team. Yeah, so I it's got easier. It. Yeah. I got and Torque, you got a house full, huh? I have about ten people, but I can't watch the game with them because the record is one and two in presence of my in-laws. So I can't go. The, can't even be near them. And the one win was the year I think it was when Michigan went for the two-point conversion and didn't get it. So I need to leave and. I don't know if you believe in superstition, but yeah. I don't even want to be around them during then, the game. I, know some, yeah, I just right. think it's bad luck. I, get it. I just I get need it. to go it's somewhere. Even if it's like in, like from that out in the garage watching YouTube TV, I still need to get away from them. No, I got yeah. a place where you luck. can come where we're kind of spending the game on Saturday. You're kind of right by me, aren't I know, you? I know. I yeah. know. You, you might need YouTube to swing by. Yep. Yeah. I'm home. I don't know if I could handle Jimmy for a Buckeye game, though. Or we'd get we'd make each other angry and we'd just start like you know, pillaging the area. If you watch the game with Jimmy, it'll be like he'll be texting you all of the angst, and you guys just are standing next to each other and just text back and forth. Jimmy and Torg arrested for vandalism. (laughs) Dude, the dude down the block likes Michigan. Let's go. (laughs) And, you know, I mentioned it to Joel Klatt. The game has eclipsed the Big Ten. Oh, yeah. Right. This is a national <laughs> gift to college football year in and year out, and that's it why really we is. can, that's why we can be insured roads. moving forward that this rivalry will continue. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, this is 
We're getting the, that number on Saturday is going to be the largest college yeah. what, rating. In what years. other rivalry oh, yeah. in college football comes even now, close to this? They said uh, Alabama Georgia in the SEC title game. They may make Alabama it, Auburn, or, might, maybe. To answer no, Chris's it's, question. No, the title game for the yeah, SEC yeah, yeah, yeah. will be Alabama Georgia, and they may pay per view that. Now, the, why really? Would, why would you sully the game with a pay per view? Because Dana White is running it. Oh, well. <laughs> Dana White is SEC commissioner. But, I mean, the SEC has to take a back seat to uh, the conference. Yeah. To Big Ten comes Saturday. That's how big this is. Isn't it amazing how bad the Big Ten is and how good Michigan and Ohio State is? Though, really, it, it says something about like every team is really bad. Don't buy Iowa; they can't score. But it, isn't it amazing how bad everybody is and just how good Ohio State and Michigan are? I yeah. just think Penn State's, and like, good, but not – they can just yeah, beat everybody else. you got to wonder if they're ever going to get over the hump. Yeah. But a, next year we'll have Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. Wow. Oh, and fans are going to lose their <laughs> minds oh if they lose God. the time. Imagine a early October Ohio State at Oregon. Where are you going to watch it? Oh, it's great. Washington at the shoe. I mean, that's good oh, stuff. Super USC cool. in the shoe. Are you kidding me? We I, owe them a couple. How many, yeah, how many we times do. do you have to go? It was always the Rose Bowl. It was always on their turf. Yeah. You come this way. Money, It'll be money, a good money, time. Money. It'll be a really good time. We got a good week uh, ahead of us or a good show ahead of us. And uh, the Bourne brothers are going to be here. Craig Krenzel got a lot of stuff going, a lot of giveaways this hour. And then it could be Michael Evans' final appearance <laughs> on the Torgan Elliott Show. You Ma think he's really going to uh, pick Michigan? If Michael Evans does not pick Ohio State, he's Michael fired. Evans he's will fired. be fired. Right, Buckeye fans? Right? And how long has Michael Evans and been with the show? 1994. We have no idea which way this no is going to go. We're just going to let him go. We're not even going to tell him. And yes, and see what, which way he goes. Yes, well, we'll talk to Michael Evans. He has enough presence to know <laughs> who he's talking to, right? Uh, we'll find out. Next. Wait a minute. Wait. Oh, Michael Evans. Nothing. Zero. Zip. He survives. Are you kidding me? He survives. Hey. Just get to the next day. All right. Well, there you go. That was kind of anticlimactic. It I was. really wanted to hear what Michael Evans. They'll spend right, ten right. minutes asking me who I liked in the Portland Nuggets game, and then leave mention. this game out of yeah. it. Yeah. Holy cow, Michael! Wah wah wah! From your QFM ninety six Sears Heating and Cooling Weather Center, get the perfect temperature in your home with Sears Heating and Cooling, locally owned and operated for seventy five years. SearsHeatingandCooling.com. We got clouds, drizzle before 2, a high 46, clouds tonight, low 34, sunshine for your Thanksgiving, and a high 46 again. It is 43 right now. Ohio State stayed ahead of Michigan in the college football playoff rankings yesterday. The Buckeyes, as they head into the epic rivalry on OH! Saturday. OH! OH! Top three remain the same. Georgia first, followed by the Buckeyes and then the Wolverines. Now, Washington has been stuck in fifth for the first three weeks of the rankings behind Florida State. Oregon sixth, Texas seventh, Alabama eighth for the fourth straight, and Missouri ninth, Louisville tenth for the second straight week. Now, by the way, there are only two more rankings left, and the final will come December 3rd. That's when the field for the four-team playoff will finally be set. 52% of American voters say they or someone in their household... Owns a gun. That number is up from 2019 when 46% of Americans said there was a gun in the house. 
And in 2013, when only 42% said the Jerry, same thing. Jerry, go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> go ahead, Jerry. I'm just looking at people in the crowd. I think yeah. people got a little more than one gun in the <laughs> home. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to do a, a gun in your pants joke or uh, something, Jerry. And yeah. by the way, I gun. I got a 45 in my pants. Yes. <laughs> All right, it's a Derringer. <laughs> uh, by the way, gun ownership among both Republicans and Democrats is up over the last four years. So we talk about shrinkflation. No, we're not talking about what's in your pants, Jerry. We're talking about the economy. Shrinkflation, pretty obvious with a lot of food products. Uh, we're paying the same or more for products that have put less of the food in the packaging. So fans of Oreos think the same thing has happened to the cookie, and it's going viral on socials. Posts accuse the cookie of having less filling and the cookies being thinner. Now, in a surprise move, the parent company of the cookie clearing things up by saying, we would be shooting ourselves in the foot if we would start to play around with that kind of quality. I don't know. You, do, you see it everywhere. That I kind know. of quality. It's an I, Oreo. It's an Oreo, for <laughs> yeah, God's sake. Right, right, right. <laughs> like it's caviar. I know. <laughs> We're not messing with that. Have you seen a uh, Einstein's bagel lately? No. Small, small, oh small. They used to be huge. huge. I know. Disappointed. And how many times, I know I have, you thought to yourself, man, I wish I knew what that chicken over there was saying. Well, good news. Are you pointing to me? I am. Okay. Artificial oh, intelligence. A joke right here I right now. <laughs> <laughs> it involves a large red rooster. That's oh, why I thought you were going to say choke the And it'll chicken. talk to you. Yeah. Yes. That's why I'm <laughs> telling this story very slowly. Good news, artificial intelligence may have gotten us to this place. There's a team out of the University of Tokyo claiming to come up with a system that can interpret the various emotional states of chickens, including hunger, fear, anger, contentment, excitement, and distress. Could someone come up that for me, please? They say the system does this through a use of cutting-edge AI tech that's called deep emotional analysis learning and uses complex mathematical algorithms to interpret the ever-changing Vocal patterns of chickens. Dude, that's not good for the tree huggers. <laughs> like, they'll get, like, emotionally distressed over what a chicken thinks, before, right? Yeah, no doubt. No, that's not that good. If the chicken oh, is expressing God. fear, then we're not eating chicken uh, anymore. Oh, yep. there's going to be college campuses all over the country that are going to be marching for yep. chickens. Go ahead, Christy. Say, don't. doesn't Jerry have AI in his pants? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry, pretty yeah, much everything is in your pants intercourse. today. Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to know what the A stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Have another Corona, Jerry. <laughs> QFM 96, Kimba Financial Credit. And you, you guys all have to understand, I am down the hall in a separate studio. So to actually be sitting with these guys and looking That's at each true. other in the face. Contact. Okay? Yep. I can't I can't even look at you right now. And you, yeah. I certainly can't look at you. Okay, QFM 96, Jimmy, Kimba. She's either going to be wound up for you tonight or swearing at you. <laughs> Take the ladder. Take, yeah. Over, under. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic. Watch for Columbus Police. They are still blocking eastbound Dublin Road at Souter Avenue. That's just near 315. We've got a multi-car accident. Cruz on the scene trying to clean that up. And traffic is brought to you by Dream Seats for Total Ticket Source. Football is back. Dream Seats has you covered. Ohio State, Bengals, Browns, they've got it all. No service fees ever. Just call 340-8989 or go to dreamseats.com. OH! Did we lose Christy Kemper? Have we, we lost? Did. We, we got lost. lemon drops. Yeah, we got Woo! shots for you, Christy. Someone bought you two shots uh. of lemon drops.
How about that? It would have been three, but I did mine. Yeah. You're my designated shot taker person. There you go. Oh, H! Kemper. Yeah. She'd be bulletproof, this one. It's tradition. Ohio State, Michigan, Christy drinking at a breakfast club. It's tradition, right? It is. You can't break Some tradition. Things. Is anybody really shocked? I no. mean, come on. And you Ubered up, so you drink responsibly, right? You're, you're that is correct. A, you're being a trendsetter, Christy, a leader, right? For you young kids out there. Yeah, lead by my example. Yes. <laughs> Uber. Yes. And Jimmy can pull your hair up later when you on the side of the road. All right, cut number one. Do you have to pay extra when you clean up in the Uber? <laughs> cut number one here. Ryan Day interviewed this week about the game versus the team up north. Yeah, well, it's it's like that every year, right? I mean, this is this game comes comes uh, every year, and this is how you're evaluated. We know that, and you know we've we've learned a lot about you know what's gone on the last couple of years, and so we're going to be really prepared to play in this one. There's been a lot said over the last couple of years. Uh, there's been a lot going on the last few weeks, investigation, and everything. You've taken the high road on the whole thing, uh, and and you're continuing to do that. Yeah. I don't think it does any good to comment on it right now. I think there'll be a time and place for that. Uh, what matters is this game and getting our guys prepared to go win it. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. This is the big, to me, it's, it's you know, in a recent history. I'm not going to go back to, like, Woody Hayes. But to me, it was the first Trestle game, you know, because he addressed that he was at the basketball yeah, game and addressed right. the student historic. body. Historic. That yep. was historic. That one, 2006, and then this one. Those are the three biggest ones in recent memory, and I don't think any of the other ones come. Well, all the Buckeye wins are good, and there's a lot of them. But I think the, those three games are the biggest three, right? All right, Clip, that is correct. Now, Ryan, that was Ryan Day, of course. Uh, Urban Meyer, boy, he was quick and to the point when they asked him about the game. Urban? The robbery game at Ohio State is the world. It's not a big week. It's not a big month. It's not a big game. It's a way of life. Yeah. Simple as that, huh? So true. Short, sweet, to the point. You get geared up. What a great – tomorrow you got three damn games, right? And I believe there's football games on Friday, too, some college football games on uh, Friday. Yes, I believe you. Yes, and then correct. Saturday it's the rivalry games. How great is this? And then Sunday NFL. Yeah. How great is this week, man? And then you feed your fat ass with turkey. What would the second rivalry be in the country? I think Th Auburn, that's Alabama. That's what I was asking earlier. Yeah. Iron Bowl. That's the uh, Iron Bowl. Yeah, I really think it's yeah, probably that's what the I asked yeah. earlier. And then everybody else is I don't know if Florida State, Florida is that big. No, I think it's big when they win, yeah. right? The big Louisville-Clemson game. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to watch mean, the Louisville game? You watching Iowa-Nebraska <laughs> somewhere, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. one of them. Uh, cut number three here. Let's go back. 2013, Ohio State beating Michigan 42 to 41. But here's the thing it's Michigan's ball with 36 seconds left. Gardner, right side, it's intercepted. Ohio State intercepts it. Thomas Powell saves the season. Boy, my stomach just doesn't feel good when it's. You know, you're playing oh, D at tough. the end. It's oh, tough to watch. Geez. Exciting. Yeah. Well, clip number four in a similar fashion. This was 02. The Buckeyes went on to win the national title. And Will Allen, man, he was the hero of this game. Here's Brent Musburger. 
Fires in zone, intercepted. Let's party, Columbus. Their 29th Big Ten Championship, and it is huge as Maurice Claret, Jim Trussell, and the Buckeyes were ahead to Arizona where they'll play for all the Tostitos. How uh, great is Musburger? Musburger, uh, yeah, pretty damn Pete good. Jackson. So that was 2002. Yeah. Buckeye fans had a problem with Brent, though. Many, oh, because he wore the tie. Years, for many years. He, he wore the, the tie. Yeah. During the OSU Michigan game, and people thought he like purposely did it. For Wouldn't me, re- yeah. I mean, I'm old enough. Keith Jackson was the oh, guy. Oh, he was great. Jackson. I'm with you. Rumbling, Jackson. tumbling. Oh, I'll tell you what now. <laughs> Running behind the hosses. Hoss. Right, yeah, the hoss. Yes. And Washington was Washington. <laughs> he, was he was great. great. He really was. And you know what? I know people uh, rip Gus Johnson. I think he's great because he calls it even no matter what. Great. He just has excitement for the game. Yes. Regardless of the team. You know who he reminds me of locally? Do you remember the great, and I love that, George Matthews when he was calling the Blue Jacket games? He acted like every time the Blue Jacket scored, it could be 7-1, to that it was game seven of the Stanley Cup. He was so excited, so great. Right, right, And Gus Johnson has that same level of... It's a big play no matter who the team is. Sure. Right? So sure. just kinda, I kind of dig that. Let's go back to 2006. We had one versus two. Score tied at seven. Second and four. And a spinning move. Breaking free. Headed for the end zone. Chris Wells. 52 yards. I'll be in the bathroom crying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had some big ones, Jerry, though. Remember uh, Bianca Batuka had that huge game that against was the Buckeyes? That was Holy here. cow. Yeah, I was at that one. Yeah, running backs have had some big, big numbers in these games. What was the stat yesterday that was going around? The last 21 games, the team that rushes for the most wins. Oh, really? 21 straight. Okay, and it's yeah. a, I think it's a pretty equal matchup between these two guys, too. I think it is very equal, yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. Who can establish that? So, good, good, good hot five there with Torgan Elliott at the Beat Michigan Breakfast Club. Yeah! yeah. Your Kemba Financial Credit Union traffic on this Wednesday morning. Still looking good on the roadways. Had an earlier issue uh, blocking eastbound Dublin Road at Souter Avenue near 315. It's at the cleanup stages, so watch out. Crews are still in the area. Everything else looking good. Hey, you know what? Uh, they're going to clear your clogged drain and provide a year's guarantee for only $93 or the service is free. Who is that? 93 or it's free. Eco Plumbers. Go to geteco.com. QFM 96 News this morning is brought to you by Borgata Pizza Cafe. You know, this year, give them what they really want, a gift card to Borgata Pizza in Worthington with New York-style pizza and homemade Italian specialties. Your holiday season just got a little tastier. Borgata Pizza Cafe, Dublin Granville Road in Worthington. Having fun here at Pastimes Crosswoods for the Beat Michigan Breakfast Club. We've been giving away a lot of prizes. We announced... Well, we pulled a name for a winner for season opener tickets to the Buckeye game, courtesy of Dream Seats or Total Ticket Source. And he was and MIA. He was MIA. I don't know if Uh-oh. he was if he was pooping or he left or whatever, but we drew another name. I'm hearing and, bathroom stories from uh, people. I know. And <laughs> I'm going to announce it now. Where is Jill Mathaney? Where is Jill? I know she's back there with Daryl. Jill is. Jill. 
You got season opener tickets to the Buckeyes next year. Congratulations, Jill. Dr. Jill. Mike, I'm going to give you this, and Jill's going to come up, and she'll take care of it. All right, so, hey, I know a lot of us, we have, how many people in here have side hustles? Okay, you got side hustles. Do you use Venmo and PayPal and all that kind of stuff? All right. Are you ready for some good news as we head into the holiday weekend? Those of you who use the apps to collect fees, the IRS is pausing the rule that would impact tax filers who receive business income via all those apps and marketplaces. So people who pull in at least $600 of gig money a year, Venmo, PayPal, Etsy, Airbnb, or others, or even sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace, you're going to have time to make more money before being slapped with taxes. So the changes. You know who's a great entrepreneur? The guy sitting to your left. Oh, I know. The dude is always. I have no money. I'm like the broke. I just have ideas. You always have something. He side hustle tour, and that is absolutely that's that's admirable. And they make zero money. But (laughs) even if it wasn't, uh, you know, economically driven, you would still be doing something. Yeah, and and the government. You've always got your hand in something. I admire that. The government's screwing you because what they're doing, though, is this the funny thing. So they did this last year so no one would spend over $600, right? No one would sell their stuff. That was the cutoff, 600 bucks. Then they announced after the end of the year, oh, we're not doing it this year. And now look what they're doing now. They're saying we're not doing it this year. Well, it's the beginning of December soon. So you get a month uh, because everybody's not – no one's selling now, right? So they're staying under $600. And the government, they knew this in July. They weren't going to do this. So they give you like a month to do this. It's right, their way right, of right. like screwing you. But right. here's the thing. So what they're also going to do. Looking good doing it. Yes. Is oh, I we're think, nice guys. Yeah, you got yeah. a month. Go ahead. Yeah. But also what they're doing, they, they want to cut down on the taxpayer confusion as if the tax laws aren't confusing enough. But I think they're going to raise the threshold from 600 to $5,000 for 2024, which they should. I mean, that makes more sense. Yes. But so you, Airbnb, that's what you do at your lake house area? No, we do not. We, uh, that's not Venmo. That is through Airbnb where but they, no. they W to you. Airbnb, still the same thing. No, but you have to make a, it's not because you have to make a certain amount to be taxed through Airbnb. 20000 I think is what that is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's they 20 don't, grand. They don't, um, it's not 600 so it's Torque Airbnb, better, worse than VRBO, 6-1? I only did two rentals through Airbnb this year. The algorithms... They promote Airbnb newer okay. people and then push the older ones down. So I was VRBO for ever, like 98% of my bookings. Okay. Well, you know what? I just wanted to leave you some good news. So all you gigging people, you're safe until 2024. Hey, you hear that, Jimmy? Yeah, I know. You're well, good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's drunk. He, he's going. He's oh, just is he? Giving, he's I just giving the thumbs Jimmy. up. I love. Come on over here, Jimmy. No, no, Let's no, do no, a no. segment together. <laughs> Let's talk tech. That's Jimmy's podcast. That's his sidekick. Talk Let's tech. Talk. Let's talk tech. Oh, Jimmy, yeah, he's yes. the man. Yes. Well, I tell you what, I see him. Are the they Born, in the house? The Bourne brothers they are in the are. house. And we'll talk to him next. That's right. Pastimes. How you doing? Pastimes. We are we are ready to go. Oh H. Oh H. You guys came at the right time, and we're with the Born Brothers, Zach, Jacoby, and Justin. The Nine first, o'clock. Everybody's ready. The first family.
of Ohio State. You guys are front and center. All three the have Netflix a documentaries coming out soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys could do one, yeah, and a reality show. Hey, so tell us, and we'll start with Justin here, because if people don't know, your dad went to Michigan. Justin, you transferred from Michigan. You might be the only guy who played in this rivalry for both teams. Am I correct on that? Uh, I think so. I'm the first person to go from Michigan to Ohio State. Tell us your first thought. Being a kid, what was it like being in the Boren house during this, during this game? I mean, we grew up huge Michigan fans because my dad and my mom went there. Zach was the biggest Michigan fan of all. When I was getting recruited by Ohio State, he was mad I was even considering going there. But uh, we've came full circle. Yeah, I remember in the old days going over to your old house, picking up tickets and stuff, and you had the Block M in the uh, garage, which was uh, technically a weight room, and you guys we were did. all in. No, we, we were. That's funny that you remember that. I remember you coming over as well. Yeah. But, yeah, we uh, had an old-school weight room, like cement Thanks floor, for cement me wall. Over, by the way, Zach. Torg, I don't think anyone knew who you were back then. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry made I'm me. Just, he put I'm me just, on the map. <laughs> I'm just messing, Torg. But no, yeah, it's crazy. We had the block M to now where we're at now. It's, it's a well, Jac wild Jacoby, ride. you're the youngest. How was it? Was it more of a switch for you when you were younger to, all right, I'm going to be more of a Buckeye fan since you were the youngest? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a pretty easy switch, right? It was natural. So what Justin said was totally factual, right? So Zach was really pissed off. Justin was even considering Ohio State. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say it, and Justin will vouch for me. I was always like, hey, you should commit, and you should go to Ohio State from the beginning. But – uh, it all turned out, and yeah, I mean, it was, listen, like, Justin transferring and us all going to Ohio State's the best decision that we've ever made. How much do, when you, during the recruiting process, Justin, do the schools play on each other? Did, does the Michigan recruiter take shots at Ohio State? Did the Ohio State recruiter take shots at Michigan? I mean, they will a little. Ohio, when I was getting recruited, Ohio State and Michigan didn't, but some schools will for sure. And when it comes to recruiting, have you seen Air Nolan that's your next quarterback, this kid. He's a four-star. Did you, the, as yeah, quarterbacks go, oh, at, my quarterback? God. No, no, I'm, I'm oh, saying, he's a good did you see him on yeah, the no. sideline next to uh, uh, Stroud? He's a, yeah. he's six, he's eight a, inches he, bigger than CJ. He, he's, a, he's a good player. I think at the wow. quarterback position, it's uh, the one position with Ohio State where you truly recruit nationally. You, know, you saw yeah. CJ Stroud coming right. out of uh, California. You obviously had – Justin Fields come from Georgia, so sure. and Aaron Nolan's from Georgia, and uh, the 25 kids actually an Ohio kid. But I think you know when you recruit the quarterback position at Ohio State, you go Ryan Day and that coaching staff goes after one guy. Doesn't matter where they're located across the country, and they go after. And him. Harrison has a little brother, right, Marvin? Yeah, yeah, Harrison does. I think he's like 13. I don't know, you know, if he's uh, recruit yet, but yeah. You know, you uh, mentioned something, and it's a good kind of segue to Justin. How, you know, you were kind of the last of the era with Trestle because those, you know, they would be maybe a kid from Florida or Texas, but for the most part, every kid on those Buckeye teams, and Zach too, because Urban coached your senior year, correct? But all those kids were from Ohio. I mean, what was it like in the lot preparing for this game, knowing that every single guy every on that team was an Ohio guy? I mean, yeah, it, it was huge. It was huge. It meant, it meant everything. This game is unlike any other game you play, uh, and it defines the season. You know, this is the difference, though, I think this year more than other years is, you know, you, you watch a heavyweight boxing match, right? You see, you watch the UFC when there's a massive card. 
those guys, the build-up to it is so big, and then they fight, and then what do they do afterwards? More often than not, they're hugging each other because they have so much respect for one another and, and the person that they are. It used to be that way in this rivalry. I remember when we played, like, you hate that team so much leading up to that week, but outside of that week, 51 weeks out of the year, you have so much respect for them. And then after the game, you know, you're giving them a hug because you put your bodies on the line. What I think has changed over the past couple of years and more so I think it's finally uh, coming to the top this year is that these teams hate each other. I think that respect that these teams had for one another, the coaching staffs to the players, I think it's gone. I think there is a true hatred. And so I don't even think it's one of those things where they respect each other anymore and it's after the game and you know they're going to say, hey, great game, you put your body on the line. I think it's going to be a screw you after the game like we want more of you. Well, that was always the case with the Spartans. That was always Wolverine Spartans was that. Hey, Jerry, don't Ohio even start State, with Don't even start Ohio with Ohio State Jerry, got the on. respect, oh. and the Sparty was the hatred one. And, I mean, so why, what do you attribute that to? Is that a Harbaugh hey, thing? Hey, hey, Jerry, the only reason that you guys used to say that is because you, you couldn't beat Ohio State. So you guys used to say Michigan State was the bigger rivalry. Ask John Cooper about that, yeah. <laughs> Ask John Cooper Whoa, about hey, that. Jerry, what do Couldn't we think? beat you. What are you talking about? They just won their thousandth uh, game, the number one program ever in the history of the sport. Yeah. Jerry, Couldn't what, beat you. Yeah. What, what do I think's changed? I think, obviously, the, the, the coaching staffs have something to do with that. Um, you know, I think now it, it used to be you'd start recruiting kids when they're in their junior year of high school. Now you're recruiting kids in eighth grade, ninth grade. And so these coaching staffs are going up against each other so much now outside of, yeah. you know, just recruiting juniors and seniors. Right. And now it's, it's all year long that they're going toe-to-toe with recruiting. And even recruiting used to be only taking official visits in the season. Now you're taking official visits basically throughout the entire year. I don't think you can count out social media anymore. Oh, no. All those media. recruits, they're on social media. They're seeing it from an early age. and. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it as well. But you're right. The day of respect, I think, is gone. And it's just like, it's just like politics, right? Politics yeah, have gotten out. Of, we're not going to go down that, that rabbit hole. But think about how out of hand that's got, right? Democrats and Republicans used to be able to at least respect one another and have differences. Now they freaking hate each other. Yeah. And so you're saying the same thing with kind college sw- coaches yeah. just because everything's getting blown out of proportion on social media. So I think for the first time, uh, we saw Ryan Day get him. You know, I know... In that locker room, he's emotional. But I think for the first time after Notre Dame, you saw Ryan Day. And I think it, he was using Lou Holtz as an excuse because the not, people have said that before about Ohio State. I think uh, he just wanted to show his team and kind of pump them up a little bit. But is there a such thing in this game where I know the other side is going to be using our coach isn't with us. They're going to be using that. But is there a such thing as psyching yourself up too much for this game? I mean, I, I think – there can be. I don't think it's going to be an issue for this game. I mean, we know Ryan personally. Consider him a friend. He's a great guy. I think he's one of the best coaches Ohio State's ever had, and he's going to have those boys ready to play on Saturday. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah, and I mean, and I think as a player, right, like it's intense, right, there's a buildup, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you're laser focused, right? I mean, this is one of those things that you go in the woody the day after, that scoreboard's up there for the next year, right? And so these guys, you know, it's a level of intensity, but it's focused intensity, um, you know, and this is what you come to Ohio State, Michigan, is to play in this game, and these guys are ready for it. Yeah, I also think from Ryan Day's standpoint, he tries to keep everything 
uh, as routine as possible during the week. I think ups and downs come uh, is all personalized to the player. Like I know, you know, Justin, it would take to get punched in the mouth on the very first play for him to get going, right? He'd just go along. Me, it was like Sunday, and I'm already ready, you know, Sunday the previous week of, of Michigan week, and, like, I'm ready to rock. So it's like it's player to player, so I think Ryan just tries to keep everything as routine as possible. Zach was one of those guys that'd be slapping himself in the face before a game. You know, he'd be punching the locker. Got to do what you got to do sometimes. All right, before we get to each one of your, uh, you know, the games when you guys played versus Michigan, tell us each one of you a story of a teammate Michigan week, a story of someone, you know, doing something, acting a little crazy where you maybe took the game too seriously, that guy in practice where he's just a little out there. Well, I mean – it used to be crazy. I don't know if they still do it, but when we played, the scout team would put stripes on their helmet to make them look like the wing Michigan helmet. And, I mean, it was. <laughs> they were targets. Oh, yeah. We would, we would just key <laughs> off on them all week long. So uh, this is going to be the opposite. It's actually somewhat of a funny story, but it shows the intensity. So uh, morning of the game, my freshman year, uh, Andrew Norwell, right, who had a long career in the NFL, um, always – Good guy, right? But I had to like to have a lot of fun. And uh, we're sitting in there morning of the uh, game, 8 a.m., falls out of his chair, right, backwards in the meeting, and our coach just loses his, fucking, uh, loses his stuff and just walks out, right, and goes all over the place. So Good that's a level of intensity LA. that these guys – yeah, I'm like Michigan's coach. I apologize, right? Uh, that's a level of intensity, though, that these coaches have, right, of like they're – you know, it shows kind of where that intensity and where they're at. I think there's two great stories, and they're both from that same year, and I'll keep both of them quick. Is Kobe's freshman year, my senior year. I remember Coach Meyer gave literally the, the, the best pregame speech I have ever heard in the team hotel, and we're at the Blackwell, uh, and we have a team breakfast, and he gets up and normally would address the team for you know five minutes or so and give a message, and then we go off and you know, get into our suits before the team walk to the stadium. Well, Urban had something else in plan that morning, and literally told all of the Blackwell hotel staff to, to exit the, the, the room. So now it's only the team. And Urban starts giving this theme speech about uh, every you know, team being a different door that he's going to bang down, like basically military style, and gets to like the 12th door, and we know the opponent's behind there. And literally he starts flipping the breakfast tables in the, in the team hotel, and stuff is going everywhere. Chairs are going everywhere, which is wild. And then later on in the locker room, Mike Vrabel, that we all know now, the head coach of the, of the Tennessee Titans, uh, was in there, and Corey Lindsley, who plays for the Chargers and uh, has had a great NFL career, Braves was so excited and so amped up before the game that he headbutted Corey with his helmet on, and Braves literally busted his forehead wide open, gash it, and he had to get like six stitches before we even ran out onto wow. the field, and he literally had blood coming down his face, and like he was wiping it on him like war paint. It was It was funny, but crazy all at the same time. All right, let's go around here. Uh, favorite game, favorite memory of when you played Michigan? When I played at Michigan? No, when you played Michigan. Being um, about- uh, the first time going back up there after I transferred. Uh, I think it was 2009. Um, or no, 2000. Yeah, 2009. 2009 going up there. It was, it was wild. Were they, did they have a beef with you? Was anyone after you, the defensive lineman, trying to take a cheap shot or anything? I mean, they tried, but I, I was so focused. I wanted to kick their butt so bad. There was people in the stands screaming, you know, hey, hey, you know, fatty, 
Hope you die, all kinds of, of fun stuff. It was more so the fans that game. They were right behind the bench. The fans were wild. I think these guys purposely bought tickets behind our bench just to go at Justin. They, they were saying things I can't uh, repeat on the air. Well, Jacoby, for you, you guys were in a situation where it was must win to, for your national title hopes. Yeah, it was. So, you know, but I think my favorite memory actually was not that year. It was the year after, right? So my senior year, senior day against Michigan State, right? Biggest letdown. We had, should have been repeat national champs. Was that that stupid kicker? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was a stupid the kicker windmill. for Michigan State, yeah. right? The windmill. So it was a bad game, right? But, you know, when you talk about the intensity of this game, right? Like we lost against Michigan State and it's like, well, you know, that kind of defined. We knew we were basically out. And being able to go up and travel to Ann Arbor and beat the absolute, you know, what out of them my senior year um, was definitely my favorite memory. Yeah, I mean, 2012 was obviously a, a huge memory for me, just being bull band and then knowing, hey, we went undefeated and it was the last game we ever got to play together, which was very, very weird. Jacoby was in the locker room then. It's like, you know, normally when you win that game and you go undefeated, you have a Big Ten championship to look forward to. Now you've got a Final Four matchup. Like, you know, we had all intentions of playing a Big Ten championship and then playing Notre Dame and Manti Teo's imaginary girlfriend in the national championship that year. But uh, knowing that the season ended, that was that was – uh, it was rough, but like Justin's point, going up to the big house and just knowing like, hey, we've got a team of 70 to 75 guys, a support staff of another you know, 30 people, and you've got 100 people going up there into the big house behind enemy lines. Like, There's nothing better than going up there and getting a victory. All right, I have a little Q&A here, but first let's get your thoughts on the game. What do you think is going to happen in a final score, each one of you? I think Ohio State wins big. Uh, I'm taking them money line and points. I think losing the past two years, they're going to be motivated. They're going up there. They're going to beat the cheaters, and uh, they're going to put it to them. I, uh, I second what Justin says. I'm really looking forward to these guys to come out. Uh, if you want to score, I'm going to go. I think we're, we'll put up 35 on them. The boys will come out, and, uh, you know, 35 to 14. I like it. I, I agree with these guys. You know, I think uh, Ryan Day has, for the last month, has been having one eye on this game and another eye, you know, just kind of getting by. And uh, he's been prepping for this for, for a long time. And I think they're going to come out exactly with that, that Georgia attitude that they did last year. Granted, they didn't finish last year. I think this year they finished. They're going to put it to them. There's just way too much uh, emotion and way too much on the line for them not to do that. I think it's going to be like a 38-17 Buckeye victory. But but just to let everyone know, Jerry gave his score to us off air. Oh, give, he, it, give him the mic. No, what do you oh, think? And he had like the same score but flipped that Michigan was going to win. And I think the bet was, you know, I know there's a lot of people at Bourne Brothers that are listening to this right now. The great people at Bourne Brothers Way Services are grinding on this Wednesday. And they're listening to this. But Jerry said that if Ohio State wins – Jerry would do a morning show from one of our Born Brothers trucks the entire morning. <laughs> Always got to work the company in, don't you? You're a All smart right. businessman, Zach. All right, here's the real what, What's the other side of the bat? What do you do should Michigan win? Th that's on you. That, hot dogs. Typical, He's typical, working on hot dogs. Yeah, typical Michigan fan. Like, I created my side of the bed. You can you, stay, you home. Pull, can stay you, home and we'll do the show for you. Pull, <laughs> you pull an 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. shift at Junkyard Dogs. Yeah. 
Oh, at Junkyard Dogs? Okay. Right. And we'll call charity. We'll do a charity angle okay. with Yeah, it. we'll do a charity yeah. angle, but I, c- I could spend the morning in a garbage truck. Okay. I do now. <laughs> he works with the trash man. That's, okay. that's my, my high I can school. do that. Well, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll shake on that. We'll shake dogs. on that. All right, All right let's have a little fun here, Born Brothers, okay? And uh, you each get to answer, and you pick a brother, okay? If Dad wanted to build a cabin, he's out in the woods. Right? Dad wanted to build a cabin. Which brother is he asking? Um, Jacoby. Yeah, I'd go with Jacoby. Jacoby. If mom wanted to bake a cake, which brother is she asking? Zach. Zach, for sure. Zach. Which brother's most likely to watch the notebook? Zach. Zach. What are you? I've watched (laughs) it like 20 times. What are you talking about? Most likely to sit front row at a Taylor Swift concert. Zach. 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 Yeah. All right, and there's no wrong answer for this one. Most likely to get into a f- bar fight with a Michigan fan. Justin. Just me. Yeah, Justin, it's definitely Justin. Sure. Hey, give it up for the Bourne Brothers, everybody. We talk to Craig Krenzel next. All right, let's class up the show. Saturday, Michigan, Ohio State. This guy beat the Buckeye or beat Michigan. Craig Krenzel, what's going on, man? Hi, Craig. Welcome back, pal. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it, guys. How you doing this morning? Doing good. Now, we've talked to a lot of Buckeyes today about their wins versus Michigan. Yours is kind of special because Michigan had their way with Ohio State, I think something like 10 out of 12 or something like that, and you came in and you were you were young in Ann Arbor. Talk about your memories of that game. Uh, I mean... <laughs> First of all, it's going back a long way, so let me see how much you I can, can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that was it's kind of one of those things. Um, you know, I have four kids, so one of the things that I always talk to my kids about is you never know when and where your opportunities are going to come from in life. So, uh, you know, you always have to be kind of on the lookout, uh, and you always have to be prepared. You know, whatever you're trying to achieve, you have to be prepared at all times because you don't know you know, when that chance is going to pop up and you're going to have to run with it. And, uh, you know, um, I, I wish my, my first start had come under different circumstances, uh, but there are things that you're not in control of. And uh, I, was, I was given the ball to go, uh, to go up to Ann Arbor, and, um, you know, that was my first start. So for me it was special. Um, first of all, I grew up 45 minutes, you know, just under an hour from Ann Arbor. So uh, my my high school coach Terry Capacia, my parents, my family, aunts, uncles, um, everybody was able to to be there easily. A lot of them were Michigan fans to begin with, um, so uh, you know a lot of them had tickets or access to tickets. So you know that was really special uh, for that to be sure. my part and to have uh, so many so many people there that were so key uh, to to my growth and development. Um, starting with my parents, um, just just. Just an awesome day. And then, um, obviously, the outcome of the game. You know, our guys up front did an awesome job. I think Jonathan Wells had 130 yards and a couple of touchdowns in the first half. And, and uh, from, you know, from, from that moment on, it was just kind of like, all right, just, uh, just be the best damn babysitter there is out there. And, and, uh, and, and watch John Navarre throw us, I think, four or five picks. I can't remember exactly how many. But, but I know it was a lot of them. Um, but, uh, you know, just – just to go out there and compete with that group of guys, um, you know, it was a special day uh, because up until that point, you know, my career at Ohio State or my time at Ohio State uh, had been very underwhelming, 
right? You come to Ohio State to to play Michigan, to to win the Big Ten, to win national titles, go to the best bowl games. Uh, you know what we've seen the last twenty plus years. That's why you come to Ohio State. My freshman year in '99, you know, we were home for a bowl game, six and six. Law, you know, back-to-back Outback Bowl losses to to South Carolina, you know. But I, as I look back now, that win in Ann Arbor, you know, really started to to, to turn the tide a little bit. And for the guys that were returning and coming back in '02, um, there was a boost there. Yeah, there was a boost that came out of that game, and um, and the reason we were able to go up there and win that game was because of the guys in that locker room. We lost some as uh, you know to to the NFL and graduation that year, but a core group of guys. Um, returning for the O2 season, uh, we're ready to get to work. Craig Krenzel is with us this morning at the Breakfast Club. Yeah, it certainly set the table for that O2 run and uh, national title. What when you didn't uh, back go back to O1 though? So what was it? Belisari was the starter that season, right? Yeah, Steve was the, the starter. Okay, and, uh, you know everybody knows you know what happened there, so we don't need to talk about it. Right, uh, like I said earlier. Uh, Steve was my roommate. Uh, Steve, to this day, is one of my best friends. Uh, love him to death. Um, you know, like I said, right. wish my opportunity had come under different circumstances, but you know that was out of my control. Um, yeah, you know, so Steve uh, got in trouble and uh, did not play the Illinois game the week before. And that season, Scott McMullen and I rotated. Coach Tress had a he had a thing. One week I was number two. The next week Scotty was number two. Then the one week, you know, okay. just, we went back and forth. Uh, so for the Illinois game, actually, that was Scott's, um, that was Scotty's week uh, to be number two. So he actually got the start. And I ended up coming in in the second half and getting some opportunities. And we moved the ball, uh, did some good things, put some points on the board. And uh, that was, you know, that was enough to earn uh, Coach Tress and the staff's uh, confidence uh, to give me the ball the, the following week up in Ann Arbor. And, you know, from there on, the rest is history. Well, you know, with Tress, the reason why he was brought in, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Those John Cooper teams, you're stacked with talent from top to bottom, but they just couldn't beat Michigan. So Jim Tressel comes in, he does the speech at the basketball game, and that's the guy who's going to beat Michigan. Just talk a little bit for the listeners about Jim Tressel's approach to that week because, boy, this game meant everything for him. 100%. 100%. It was definitely different. You know, under Coach Coop, um, and, I, and I love Coach Coop to death. You know, John Cooper gave me the opportunity to be a Buckeye, and I am forever grateful. Uh, he obviously built phenomenal football teams and for, for whatever reason just couldn't get the job done, uh, you know, one Saturday every year in November. Um, uh, but, but Coach Tress, it, it, it was a different environment around the Woody. Um, you know, we'd come in uh, for, for Sunday practice, film and everything, and there were letters from – uh, elementary-aged students all throughout Ohio. And these, I mean, every wall, every ounce of every wall was decorated with letters from students and fans wishing us luck and, you know, everything to the meticulous nature of, of paint, uh, taping, not painting, but taping up uh, the scout team helmets uh, to look like the winged helmets, um, you know, rewinding all the way back to training camp. And each week, you know, having maize and blue period during practice, you know, all year long, a, a portion of practice dedicated to to Michigan, not just necessarily X's and O's and on the field and schematics and attacking, you know, their defense or offensive looks, but also just the mental toughness and the focus on on that game. Um, it, it was definitely a different 
a different atmosphere, a different feeling. Uh, when we showed up that Sunday to watch, you know, the following uh, games film from the day before, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, you know, we didn't watch a ton of that game. <laughs> we, yeah. we breezed through the day before game film real quick because at that point nothing else mattered except for the next Saturday because it was the game. And I know we'll always have a version of this rivalry, but this game this Saturday, kind of in a sense, the end of an era given the new teams coming, joining the conference, the playoff expanding to 12, and it couldn't be any better given what's at stake here, a way to wrap up the old era. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you know, I think just like anything else, there will always be change in life. Um, but I don't think Ohio State Michigan's going anywhere. Uh, you know, maybe it'll be slightly different with the expansion going to twelve. Um, you know, I still think every year when this game is played, there is going to be a ton riding on the game. You can sure. you can at this point argue, um, you know, just like it is this year. Uh, but even if you come in with like one of the teams having one loss when this goes to twelve. A one-loss team is not out of the playoff if they if they right. beat, you know if, if a one-loss Ohio State beats an oh, undefeated two Michigan, loss. yeah, you know so there's there's still going to be a ton uh, riding on this game, but you know for me, um, you know this Saturday coming up, I I am I am so sick and tired of hearing the. You know, just the smugness coming from Ann Arbor these last few <laughs> I weeks. agree. Um, you know, it's, listen, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Um, seems like there's been a lot of them being made up there. But, my gosh, the way they handle it, I, you know, I know Coach Day's not listening right now, but if he is, shove it up there, you know what. Well, Craig, I we send him wanna, cookies. He might be listening. I just want to yeah. see. I just, I mean, no holds barred. Don't hold it back. If there is a year that I have ever, I mean, especially obviously dropping two straight, we need to get that turned around first and foremost. But then with everything else going on, I mean, just just to be able to go, I am I am so excited to watch this game Saturday because I hope this football team goes up there and proves, you know, hey, you don't know what we're doing now. Take that. <laughs> yeah, Craig Krenzel's with us. I'm with you there. So talk about Kyle McCord because he's a guy, and you know this, Craig, when you are quarterback at Ohio State and you're not throwing for 400 yards a game, you're going to take criticism, especially since the guys before him have just been phenomenal. Uh, what have you seen from Kyle McCord? Because I see a guy who's getting better week by week. Well, I, I, that's that's the exact – that's what I was just going to say. I see a guy that – It's has, almost like we worked grown. together before. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the good old days. Yeah. Um, no, I see. I, I look at Kyle and I see a guy that has grown. I see a guy that's playing with with confidence. Um, I see a guy that uh, you know. I saw a stat a couple weeks ago. It was, it was you know. Hey, one of these guys is a Heisman candidate, and the other people say needs to be benched. And it was JJ McCarthy and Kyle McCord, and their numbers were identical. And I, I remember that. I remember reading that a couple weeks ago for two reasons. One. I looked and I I saw just what they what this article was talking about where it's just you know the world we live in and what a joke it is because you know one's a Heisman candidate at the time now he's only thrown what eight passes in two weeks and the other should be benched according to some people and Kyle but the other thing I remember looking is at that point I think Kyle had thrown for 17 touchdowns four picks and almost 2,200 yards with three games to play 
and then and then I remembered. I think I think my junior year I threw for seventeen hundred yards, and or, or just right at two thousand twelve touchdowns and six picks. So it was a very it was sure. a very humbling uh, it was a very humbling reminder of of um, how blessed I was to have the teammates that I did and the defense that we had and yeah. and Mike Nugent and Andy Groom and um, you know but at the same time. Uh, I, I looked at you know everybody wants to look at Kyle and and we have been so spoiled yeah right I mean we have been so spoiled to to sling it around for three fifty plus a game and three touchdowns every game um, uh, you know at some point you got to be able to understand that's not reality <laughs> that's yeah. just not it's not normal um, so you know I think the situation and the shoes that Kyle has had to fill. Um, I think he's done a, a more than admirable job. Um, I think he is continuing to get better, which we need him to. And at the end of the day, uh, anybody on that football team, but especially at the quarterback position, you have one job to do. At the end of the day, it is to win football games. We've done it every game we've played this year, have an opportunity Saturday in Ann Arbor to go close it out, to finish the regular season here undefeated before hopefully heading off to the Big Ten Championship. And, you know, if if Kyle goes out and does that, I don't care what anybody says. He did his job. Right. Yeah. Right. Good point. Hey, do you, uh, how close are you with the program? Obviously, you're in town. Do you ever go to Woody Hayes? Do you talk to the guys, tell your Mike Tomzak story? No, no, no. <laughs> no I, I actually don't. It's kind of one of those things. They, if there's anything that they ever need, they know how to get a hold of me, and and vice versa. Uh, but to be honest, I mean, I'm so busy chasing my four kids around. Uh, sometimes I I gotta remind myself to take a breath. Um, so, you know, it's I'm I'm not super close down there. Obviously, I am pulling for those guys wherever I'm watching the game at any time. Try to get down to a couple games a year. Um, you know, but in terms of actually being down there, being at the Woody, um, you know, these days I I don't know where I would even find the time for that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, take us before we go. What memory stands out most for you when you played Michigan? Is there a pass? Is there a hit? I mean, I've talked to guys. I'm friends with guys who have had concussions and they during the game and they grab for their helmet and they have to take the helmet away because they want to get in this game so bad. What what moment stands out for you most when you think of this rivalry? So two things kind of stand out. I mean, well, we already talked about one. I mean, there's always a special place in my heart, um, you know, just for having that been my first start. And that, you know, as a kid sure. growing up in Michigan, to come, you know, come down south of the border, come to Ohio State and have that be my first start uh, to get the dub up there, um, you know, that that is something that I will forever cherish. Uh, but also the, the next year, um, you know, 2002, uh, going into that game, just constantly hearing about all those games in the '90s, just constantly hearing, you know, just just feeling the weight of of that monkey on our back of of all of those teams in the '90s, you know, where we we were hands down uh, one of, if not the best teams in the country, and just couldn't get it done against Michigan, um, you know. So at the at the end of that O2 game, you know, when Will Will Allen, you know takes that ball, knocks it down, game over. Um, I can't actually, he picked it off, didn't he? I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he did. I think Will yeah. intercepted yeah. it, yeah. intercepted that last throw in the goal, and uh, Donnie knocked it down in the national title yeah. game. Yeah. Um, so when Will had that interception at the end of the game, uh, you know, the, the crowd just storming the field, um, you know, that was a moment. <laughs> it, was, it was 
it was just so surreal. And the you know, party afterwards. Blessed. The parties are always you good. You are blessed, Craig Krenzel. <laughs> yep, very much so. You, you can say that again. Well, Craig, we appreciate it, man. No Thanks kidding. for sharing the memories, man. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Anytime. All right, take care.